Hey everyone, welcome back to the channel. As you know, this is where we learn about God Almighty, His beloved Son Jesus Christ, and their kingdom purpose, the three most important subjects we can ever use the scriptures to learn about and understand, as Jesus Christ said in John chapter 17, verse 3. In this video, the topic I want to discuss is captioned, The Importance of Family Time in God's Service. Once again, The Importance of Family Time in God's Service. You see, the family is kind of like the centerpiece or center unit of spirituality or of religion generally, because it is parents who pass down the idea of God, his existence, how to do what God wants, the idea of morality, everything having to do with the idea of God. It is parents who enlighten their children about it and prepare them for a future with God so that they can serve God in their own lives and also pass down those same ideas to their own children. If you read Joel chapter 1 verse 3, you see where Joel was telling us, Tell ye your children of it, and let your children tell their children, and their children another generation. And the psalmist said something similar in Psalm 78 verses 5 to 7. So because spirituality is sustained by parents informing their children about it and raising their children with it. It is therefore very important, actually, that parents have ample time to be with their children so that, as I'd like to put it, their spiritual growth and development can be supported. Just as, you know, they often talk about your physical growth and development, be that intellectual, emotional, social, and so on, is supported by parents so does the spiritual growth and development follow that same process. So in this video, I want to talk about three ways parents can support a child's spiritual growth and development. And after I talk about that and I give biblical texts and examples for each one, I'm going to talk about the current trends that are going on regarding the time parents have with their children and whether the current situation regarding that is proper or is going to help to support children's spiritual growth and development during this time. So that is what this video generally is going to be about. The three ways that parents can support their children's spiritual growth and development are through teaching, correcting, and role modeling. Let's start off with teaching. The Bible talks a lot about parents informing their children about many of the spiritual things that we study in the scriptures. If you look at the book of Deuteronomy, you'll see time and time again it's referenced that parents should teach their children about the works of God. If you read Deuteronomy chapter 4 verses 9 and 10, chapter 11 verse 19, and other texts, you'll be able to see that God was constantly reminding them through Moses that you've got to teach your children about these things. And if you read Joshua chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, and verses 21 to 22, Exodus chapter 13, verse 14, God was saying that when your children in the future will ask so-and-so questions, parents should explain these things to them, showing that it is indeed very important. In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 6 and 7, God Almighty used Moses to say, And these things which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. 
and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. He was essentially saying that we should talk about it all the time. And the only way we can do that is if we as parents are physically present to be able to do that with our children. For example, if you look at Timothy, who worked with Apostle Paul in the ministry, you'll be able to see that the reason why he was able to do so, the reason why he was spiritually equipped to engage in that kind of business or task, was because that kind of faith or interest in spirituality existed in his mother and in his grandmother. If you read 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3-5, to when Paul was opening his second letter to Timothy, he summarized Timothy's spiritual background in his family. I thank God, whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience, that without ceasing I have remembrance of thee in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice, and I am persuaded that in thee also. If you also look at 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 14 and 15, you'll see that Paul also mentioned that from a child, Timothy had been studying the Holy Scriptures. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. This tells us that children can serve God faithfully if they have this spiritual background. And therefore, as parents, we should provide our children with that kind of background by from time to time teaching them about these things. It shouldn't just be the pastor telling children about who God is and so on. We as parents should also engage in that business. Then the next important part of parenting, that is how parents can support their children's spiritual growth and development, is through correcting. King Solomon made us to know in Proverbs chapter 22 verse 15 that children will be children and there are certain issues or problems that come during that time. He said, foolishness is bound in the heart of the child, but the rod of correction shall drive it far from him. I'm not just talking about them knowing that breaking something is bad. I'm talking about things that God Almighty doesn't like. Parents play a big role in helping children to also not like the things that God doesn't like. And for them to like the things that God likes. For instance, if you look at Genesis chapter 18, verses 17 to 19, God Almighty could trust Abraham as a parent because he would command or control his household so that they would all fall in line. God Almighty said, For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him, and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which she hath spoken of him. Now, the reason why correcting is very important is because Jesus told us in John chapter 15, verse 19, and Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, that the worlds that children are going out to explore and understand isn't there to support their spirituality. 
It's actually there to win them over to a completely different system that is contrary to righteousness. And St. Paul told us in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, that the God or leader of this world is actually not God Almighty, but Satan the devil. Because from the Garden of Eden in Genesis chapter 3, verses 1 to 6, by deceiving humanity at the time, he was now able to win them over. And from that point onward, he began building institutions upon institutions so that when they're raised in this world, they are not able to do what God wants. So that's Satan's objective or agenda. So the way parents can neutralize some of the effects that the world will want to have on children going up is for them to set up their households in such a way that when children grow up in those households, they will be able to have a sense of how the world works, the spiritual forces that are involved in governing this world, which Paul referred to as principalities and powers in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. So it is by correcting them on various things that children can now develop that strong sense of morality that will help them to be able to serve God faithfully when they become adults. Then the third important way that parents can support their children's spiritual growth and development is through role modeling. Now, what do I mean by role modeling? If we're Christians, our children should grow up to see parents who are actively doing the will of God. Because the interesting thing, the way God set it all up, is that when children grow up in a certain place, they are formed, their mindset is naturally affected or even formed by the kind of place they grew up in. So if they grow up in a household where religion isn't taken very seriously, right, even if they go to church every once in a while, religion isn't really the biggest thing, they're more interested in, I don't know, jobs or things of this world or whatever, it's hard for children to not be that. They just naturally become that in one way or another. And the same goes for a spiritual household. If you grow up in a place where Christianity is very important and people observe Christian traditions from the Bible, then children are more likely to want to do that when they are adults. And that is why King Solomon said, train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, that is when he matures, becomes an adult, he will not depart from it. If you look at Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the first three individuals really carried the plan of God forward. You'll be able to see that in the case of Isaac, for instance, he got his faith, his belief in God from Abraham. I referenced what God said about Abraham in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19. God could trust him to command his family so that they would do the will of God. And I want to reference Jacob in particular. Because if you read Genesis chapter 31, verse 42, and chapter 48, verse 15, you'll be able to see Jacob was mentioning the service of Isaac. Isaac's belief in God, which he grew up to meet, it impacted or influenced his own worship to God. So that tells you that the household someone grows up in 
naturally will come and influence who they will become as adults. And that's why role modeling is so important. And you can also check out the relationship that God had with David and how, if you read First Kings chapter 3, verse 6, Solomon was now referencing that, showing that he grew up to see someone who was serious with his faith. So children are naturally more likely to do what God wants in their own adulthood when they grow up seeing righteousness practiced by their parents. So we've discussed the three important ways that parents can support their children's spiritual growth and development. That is the idea of family time. The time that they spend with their children is very important in them being able to live righteously when they mature and become adults. There are two parents in the Bible that I will quickly reference now. They were righteous people, but their children never became anything. And if you study their lives, you'll be able to see it partially has to do with the fact that they did not have ample time to spend with their children. First example is Moses. Yes, everybody knows Moses. He was one of the most righteous individuals in the Bible. But if you read Exodus chapter 18, verses 1 to 6, you'll be able to see that when Jethro wanted to visit Moses to talk about all the fantastic things he'd heard about that God had done for Israel, he came with Moses' wife and children. Meaning that they were not with Moses, they were with Jethro, the father-in-law of Moses. And then Jethro was bringing them to Moses. So the fact that Moses was not with them means that all the things that God was doing with Moses wasn't going to rub off on his children. And that's why, do, you, do we know about Moses' children? Do we know about anything that they did that was significant to God? Nope. We don't really hear anything about them because that ample time was not spent. If you also look at the case of Samuel, Samuel was another very righteous man. But if you read for Samuel chapter 7, verses 15 and 16, you'll be able to see that because... Samuel was sort of like a president or prime minister, like a judge, moving all around Israel from Mizpeh to Gilgal to Beersheba and all the other places, traveling all the time. He never had time to be with his family because his house was at Ramah. So as he was moving all around, his children were not growing up to really experience Samuel and his righteousness. And so when they matured and took places of authority in Israel, they began to misbehave. They didn't do what God wanted. If you read for Samuel chapter 8, verses 1 to 5. Now, I should point out that that isn't the only factor that influences how children respond or how they live their lives when they become adults. Because if you look at the kings of Israel and Judah, you'll be able to see that many, some of those righteous kings, who were few compared to all that ruled, had wicked fathers. If you look at Hezekiah, he didn't have a righteous father. If you look at Josiah, he didn't have a righteous father. But they naturally loved the things of God because God was involved in that. So that can play a role sometimes. But generally, looking at the broad way things work, you will be able to see that children who come from very spiritual homes are naturally more spiritual than those who do not come from such now, based on all that we've been able to discuss and learn about in this video together, we can now understand that many of the current trends that are going on now regarding family time, the fact that parents are, in many cases, not spending as much time 
with their children as they could be is not really going to have a very good effect on humanity's spiritual abilities in the future. Because in many families, you're beginning to see that they're more focused on jobs, mortgages, competing with their co-workers. They don't really see spirituality as important as their own parents had seen it and the parents of those people. So if you read Amos chapter 8 verses 11 and 12 and Matthew chapter 24 verse 12, we're seeing that there's a decline actually in spirituality, in the interest that people have in God. In that Matthew account, Jesus said that the love of many, that is the love people would have for God, is actually beginning to wax cold. It's due to a number of factors, which I won't get into in this video, but one of them is the fact that many of the people heading spirituality, Christian leaders, religious leaders, and so on, are not representing the faith properly. They're becoming more covetous. They're interested in money, popularity, blending in with society, and that is not reflecting on the name of God very well, if you read Second Peter chapter 2, verse 2. So, and there are many other reasons like that, but because the interest in spirituality is declining across all ages, many Christian parents now are not really spending all that much time in teaching their children about God. And the problem is, those people who are not really being taught about God, how are they going to pass God to their children? And how are their children going to be able to pass God to you know, the other generations? So if that isn't happening, then what does that say about the future of Christianity? What does that say about the future of religion as a whole? So why am I saying this? I'm saying this because if we are serious with our faith, then that's fantastic. But we also need to devote ample time to be with our children to be able to, one, teach them about what God Almighty is doing in our time. Because the Bible tells us in fulfillment of the signs of the times in Matthew chapter 24, verses 7 to 8, that we are actually in the last days. We are in a special period in God's purpose. The Israelites in their days were supposed to tell their children about how God Almighty rescued them from Egypt because that was the purpose of God at that time. It was the epoch in God's purpose. We are in a completely different epoch now because Jesus Christ has returned in fulfillment of the signs of the times and we're beginning to see that Many of the things that, for example, Apostle Paul said what happened in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 1 to 5, are beginning to fulfill. Many of the things Peter said would happen, and other anointed teachers of God, they're beginning to fulfill. And because they're fulfilling, we, if we are Christian parents, by teaching our children, informing them about how these things are happening, how they are fulfilling, then... When they look at the world, when they were to make decisions in their own lives, they will be able to find God in the world and be able to understand how prophecies are fulfilling so that they will be able to serve God in their own lives and also pass it on to the next generation so that the worship of God can continue. I'll conclude with Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6. I already mentioned it. I already cited it. But I think it is so important to this discussion that I am actually just going to say it again. In that text, King Solomon said, Train up a child in the way he should go. 
when he is old, he will not depart from it. That is where I'm going to stop on discussing this subject, the importance of family time in God's service. To conclude this episode, let's hear a tune that some of us might enjoy. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all the new knowledge we've been able to gain from studying your scriptures today. We pray that you help us to keep it in our minds so that as we live our lives, we'll be able to use your word as a good guide. Many of us are parents and we are currently in the process of raising children. We pray that you give us the knowledge, understanding, and courage to be able to take our children through these formative years so that when they mature, they will be your servants, doing your will as you desire. All to your honor, glory, and praise through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Have a good day, and God bless you. Oh, one more thing. If you like what you heard today, feel free to share a message at https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Once again, that's https colon double slash anchor.fm slash it pays to fear God slash message. Hope to hear your wonderful feedback.